Hello, and welcome to My Little House of Prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. I am so sorry that I have not been exactly on time like I like to. I take the ministry the Lord has given me very seriously. So I really need your prayer for me during this time. I have a lot of stuff going on at the same time, health included, and um, technical difficulties, anything to stop this message from getting out. But I have learned that even in this experience, the Lord is going to use it for His glory. I can't wait to be able to share the testimonies with you. Today's message is a continuation of learning what it means to love. But let's open in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you asking you to be with my friends who are listening. Father God, I ask you that you speak to all of our hearts today. Help us to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. Let us fellowship. Let us talk. Because that's what this is, the beginning of a conversation. But it don't help if we don't communicate. So, Father God, I thank you right now for communication. I thank you that you help me to communicate better, and you help my friends communicate with one another better. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you've brought who you want, who is willing to listen to what you have to say and I thank you for your truth Lord now have your way Holy Ghost in a mighty way in Jesus name Amen you know in the uh, series of you are offensive to me the, the topic goes like this you know how we like to look for greener pastures and the title of this one is your pasture looks greener than mine <laughs> so I hope that you are ready to go on a word study with me and when I tell you it's a word study I had so much fun on this you know I, I don't like to bring a message that I know nothing about I like to talk messages through with company of light faith that will join with me and you know if I have a little bit you have a little bit and when we come together we bring our pieces together it makes it's like a puzzle it makes a full picture once it's all put together and so anyways I went on this word study and I'm taking you with me <laughs> so this is going to be great Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. 
Love suffers long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through the glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. We're still looking at verse 4 where it says, Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, and is not puffed up. When I think of envy in the scripture, I end up going to this scripture, James 3.16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. I believe when we envy one another, it opens the door of being easily offended with one another. Then we become and behave angrily towards one another. Then as we entertain envy and anger, every other evil door is opened. Do you see how we open the door of offense and it ends up stealing our joy and testimony? Then it kills our joy and testimony, our relationships with others, as well as our relationship with the Lord. Just like Jesus cast us as stones upon the water, the enemy likes to uh, use us as stones to be cast upon the water to affect other lives for his way. And so he gets, you know how we like to say, Try to kill as many birds with one stone as you can. Well, that's what the enemy would like to do with us. Use us to kill as many birds with one stone as he possibly can. Wreck another person's life. Do we want to be used by him or do we want to be used by God? It's our choice. So, so then, do you see now how we open the door of offense and it ends up stealing our joy and testimony and then it kills our joy and testimony our relationships with others as well as our relationship with the Lord then it destroys our eternal destination that's the end game destroy enough Christians eternal destination to be able to spend an eternity with the Lord our God 
Let's look at James 1, 13 through 16. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now let's look at the definition of envy, not only in the Webster Dictionary, but also the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. All throughout this Bible study today, I will be referring to these two books. In the Webster Dictionary, envy means resentment or discontent at another's achievements, possessions, etc. An object of envy. And in the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, the word envieth in the Greek means to have warmth of feeling for or against. Affect. Covet earnestly. Have desire. Move with envy. Be jealous over. Be zealous zealously affect. You see, understanding is half our battle. The warfare is for our minds. This is another teaching I will get into later. I will say this. Our thoughts should be totally on desiring the very presence of God. If our focus is on Him and His Word toward truths, He can totally direct our lives. If our minds are always on Him who created each and every one of us, he is more than faithful to lead and guide us. From what the definitions are in the dictionary and the Greek interpretation, it not only describes what envy is, but in the definition is a foretelling of one's future. If we indulge in the entertaining of the thoughts and intentions of this temptation. What? We are tempted? Yes, we are, but not of God. The Lord allows the enemy to tempt us. Why? Because we are constantly having to choose whether we will walk the crucified way. Whether we will choose the Lord of our fleshly desires, no matter how righteously good it looks. Remember, Satan and his cohorts come to us as angels of light. They know exactly how to imitate the Lord and the things of the Lord. We have to have the Holy Spirit in order to properly discern the Lord's truths. I can't express the desperate need for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, especially in these last days with everything going on in our world today. We need His person in our lives. He is the witness to the truth according to Romans 8 16 through 25 and in John 5 31 through 6 13 he is the comforter and teacher according to John 14 23 through 31 he is our leader and guide into all truth according to John 16 13 through 15 he is our exhorter in our most holy faith according to Jude 20 tw through 25 so you see we have no reason to walk a defeated life when we have all that we need for the mountaintops and the darkest valleys 
in our Christian walk. I am so blessed to have this truth. The Holy Spirit was given to each and every one of us. We choose whether or not we will ask for Him and all that He has for us to be completely involved with our daily lives. I want to stop right now and pray with you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. First, if you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ your Savior and Redeemer of your life, I need you to know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Let me introduce you to Him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let Him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in His Holy Word. Ask Him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's begin. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, the gift of salvation is a free gift of God that you have just accepted. I hope and pray. You have accepted and opened His gift. Now He wants you to have another gift. Isn't this awesome? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, gave everything for you. Gave His life as a gift for us that we might be saved no that we are saved and so then he offers another gift all of this is pieces of himself it is highly precious to him but so are you you were created by him in him so just like we are all given a seed form of faith he gives us his seed form of his Holy Spirit. It is up to us to accept and open this gift. Just like we are to grow our seed of faith, we are to grow in our most holy faith. How do we begin to do this correctly? We accept the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need him to direct us, to inspire us to a holy lifestyle, to help us to grow up in the fullness of of the measure and stature of Christ, which is in our most holy faith. Without further ado, if you so desire, please allow me to share with you someone I have yet to introduce to you, the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. If you want the Holy Spirit right now, let's begin to pray. Let's ask Him. 
Lord Jesus, thank you so much for offering this wonderful gift to me. First of salvation, now your precious Holy Spirit. I accept your gift to the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I praise your holy name and I want to know you more. The Holy Spirit promises to help me know you more, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, lift up your hands. Focus on the Lord God Almighty and begin to praise and thank Him for it. Thank Him for your salvation and thank Him for the gift of the Holy Spirit because they do go hand in hand. Open your mouth by faith. Let the words roll out. It will feel funny. It won't sound right because it's a different language. It's not supposed to sound right. You will even feel a bubble in your stomach. Don't be afraid. That's the rivers of water that Jesus talks about. Let it come out. You may just have one syllable to start. I had one friend that said she sounded like a chicken. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know, um, and there are many that can tell you it's, it sounded strange. But it was the Holy Ghost. And as they kept on with that one syllable, they began to get more syllables. Because he wants us to grow. So... As you pray that one syllable, he will cause that language to grow. Just remember to praise and thank the Lord for it. For those who don't speak in tongues right away, don't focus on the gift like I said at the beginning. Focus on the giver of the gift. When you do that long enough, you will begin to speak in tongues. Because remember, he's the Holy Spirit is the witness to the truth. When you look to the truth, you get the witness to the truth. And hey, sometimes it may take a while. But the evidence is not only that you speak in tongues. The evidence is that you bear witness to the truth. Also, stay alert to his conviction of sin. Just because we have accepted his salvation does not mean that we are no longer sinners. That is a lie of the enemy. We will be a sinner in desperate need of a Savior until He calls us home. How else will we, will we be able to sing the song angels do not know? The song of what? The song of the redeemed. I like to think of this as putting your faith into action. That He is forever faithful to hear your prayer of repentance, forgive you of your sin, and lead and guide you in your choices. Remember, He loves you and He wants you to make heaven your home more than you do. He loves you and so do I. So envy is wanting what someone else has to the point you will do anything to get it. The spirit of envy brings us thoughts that bring us to the choice of whether we'll receive resentment or discontent at another's achievements or possessions. If we entertain these thoughts of envy, 
we then become discontent and react to those we are envious towards with anger and hostility. We open the door to the workings of the enemy. Instead of being a child of God, we can choose to be a child of darkness. The choice is always left up to us. Just as the choice was left up to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Paul says in Philippians 4.10-13, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Did you see that? Paul learned that whatever situation and our circumstance he was in to remain content. This is co- this coming from a man who had been of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. At night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak, who is offended and I burn not, If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities, my weaknesses. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. Word for word, 2 Corinthians 11, 24-31 I don't know about you, but 50 stripes? First time would be enough to make me take a pause at the idea of proudly opening my mouth, much less this Christian walk altogether. I hope and pray that I will be able to withstand what is going to come to pass in this world. But like Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yep, I totally agree. It is only through the Lord that I live, move, breathe, and have my being. Therefore, I need prayer, just like everyone else. Now back to the subject at hand. The greatest example of envy I could think of goes like this. Man, I wish I had so-and-so's anointing. They can hear the voice of God and tell me everything I know about myself. They can preach and heal people in it instantly. 
Here she walks by and people will fall out. Then as we think of how much we want to be like that person, we try to do everything in our power to be that person. First I want to point out the fact that we have an innate ability to want, want to worship creatures or created beings. We are called to worship the Lord God Almighty and only Him, not one another. Second, all we get to see is the glitz and glamour of someone's life. We don't get to see the price they paid to have that anointing. Third, we don't get to see them on a regular enough time to be able to tell if they are living a dedicated life to the Lord Jesus Christ or some other demonic being. Also, I want to add this. If God wanted us to be like that particular person, then he'd have made an assembly line of that person. He didn't want an assembly line. He created each and every one of us uniquely with our own gifts and talents that speak loudly the glory of his name. You listening right now? I want he told me to tell you he loves you. He carved you out of the palm of his hand. He loves you and he created you and all of your frailties. He knows about them. He knows your failures, but he knows your your uh, accomplishments. And he wants to lift you out of that place you're in if you'll let him. Just grab his hand and hold on tight. So when we look at it through this light, we realize that everything that glitters is not gold. The grass is not greener on the other side. And we are not all that and a bag of chips. But we are created in the image and likeness of the Lord. And when He looks at us, to Him, we are all that and a bag of chips. But the reason the grass is greener is because it is filled with sewage. Do we really want someone else's sewage? I don't. I got enough with my own sewage. And I'd like to get rid of it. Sewage represents a place of dead things. Our sins are dead things. So when we ask Jesus to forgive us, he went and buried him in the sea of forgetfulness with a no fishing sign. And now he asks, why would you want to resurrect dead things in one another and in yourselves? I think of that often when I go to point my finger. I immediately see the three looking back at me. So, and if God is the author of life, why would we want to fellowship with darkness? According to scripture, light represents the presence of God. Darkness speaks of the absence of color or light. The absence of God. So why do we want to fellowship with darkness if we are children of light? We are created beings that were created out of love. Love of our parents and love of our God. He created us with a destiny for greatness. 
And there's someone out there right now saying, yeah, right. He created me for greatness. Yes, he did. And I'd hope you'd listen to truth right now. He did. He's planted gifts and talents in you that will speak to certain people that only you can. So yes, he did. He created you out of love because he is love. We love him because he loved us first. We can't begin to love till we let him love us. That's why we're talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 13 in detail. If we are busy not walking in his love and envying other people, we will not make it to our destiny. How do we walk opposite of envying other people? By walking like our heavenly father would. God is love. He showed us how to walk in love towards one another so we could encourage them in their walk in order that they can reach their destiny. When we help others reach their destiny, we will reach ours. You know, you reap what you sow. So let's walk in the Father's love towards one another. Let's not envy one another and in so doing, open the doors of sin in our own lives but let's lift up one another encourage one another to be all that we can be for his his namesake that is the end of this message and i hope you came away with something so great remember the greatest of these is love Love the, the first commandment. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. The second was like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. So, try to find someone to love like Christ would love this week. I can't wait to hear your testimonies. Be his extending hand. Thank you for joining me today at my little house of prayer. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth will always love you more.